Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 40. How y'all doing out there? Hope you guys been having a good time with this little bit of a swell that we got here in uh, Southern California. I know it's been popping off in Malibu and County Line and um, some northern spots. I've actually taken the week off to spend time with my daughter. She's home from daycare and uh, I was bummed at first on one level that I wasn't going to be able to surf the swell that came in. But on another level, I got to spend a week with her and it was kind of cool coming off of us having a trip with my family in town and all that. And I got to surf like the start of the swell. It was kind of fun. I'm over at Topanga on my bonzer, caught a couple of fun waves. But you know, looking at the cams and stuff, I there was something about it I just didn't miss. It was just like overly crowded. It looked insane. I heard there's been a lot of thefts over at Malibu, which is kind of fucked up. And yeah, I just, I was, I was chill staying at home and uh, working on our party for Lucy's, which by the time this podcast episode comes out, it's gonna have taken place already, or it's gonna be that night or something, something like that. Anyway, let's do a little housekeeping. This is a Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, as well as the full episode description on your iTunes player for track listings, links to things we're talking about, links pertaining to things we're talking to people with about. I know it sounds a little wordy, but I don't know how else to put it. Anyway, who are we talking with this week? It is Johnny Pitzer. Johnny is one of the team riders for Bandits uh, out of Maui. A really amazing goofy footer. One of the most fun people to be in a lineup with. I got to know him about a year ago. Uh, Whenever he comes to town, we get to surf, hang out. And we just talk about Maui, etiquette, surfing, the whole thing. This conversation is actually really interesting because it's about etiquette. And I think it's appropriate with these these swells and these crowds that we have. Uh, We also have some short takes. First short take is a little... Not short, it's like 23 minutes long uh, surf video called Getting Away With Reality that uh, Sean Keeney put together. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Matson 2 redoing A Love Supreme, which is my favorite jazz album experiment, whatever you want to call it, of all time. And lastly, we're going to talk about the fact that the duct tape is back at the U.S. Open this year. All ladies, uh, Joel is putting on together a great event and uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, But I don't want to keep you too much longer. So let's get into some tracks and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. All my niggas in the back, stadium pack, linebacker, nigga, flash stack, see through yellow lines, rock a fly jersey in the summertime, guard, magic marker rap, bleed Benadine, relax, wrote this, coming at your crab ass, coping, snatch your ice off, chilling in the back, throw the lights off, waves, water blend, round flowing, slow motion, thick snare, I feel it like a snail in the ocean, what's your wish, wanna cringle like Chris, melodic single dart, snap a nigga just like fish, you fucked up, some rich niggas, you done test, yo, select the wrong department, and niggas pulled up your dress, I'm molest that canal chain nigga where your vest at flex and make me wanna bless that yo Saddam Hussein niggas like the torch we flaming niggas autograph that flatten all the main it's niggas strong. the world in the palm of your hand it's 23 strong. million of useful land it's the seed in the black woman it's double LP from Wu-Tang Clan it's yo it's super freak 
physique Like Raphael Sadiq Baby love the ganja leaf Every day of the week Super friends wake up Deluxe gourmet beats The night is right I might find me a sweet It's a quarter full moon I arrive with my swoon Well groomed Dance hall pack full room Lady move Peep my glide Peep my zoom Keep and strive Smoke the lie Smoke the boom Feel the fumes Consume toxic tunes Hellbound Species 40 ounce typhoon The ultraviolet screen machine Move your body touch The totem pole wobble arc Builders guards brush Beams of light Stop your breathing It's hunting season Honey eyeballing down for no reason Grab a close Play post Wine and wax floors Never mind the laws Cause tonight It's yours Stop the data of the round Blast my watch through my preamp The camp's best to revamp This shit'll get blamped And full throttle Hot lead propels throughout my nozzle Crack your skull like bottles Leave you stiff as models You fad You couldn't pull one drag Off my blunt You couldn't punch away out of a wet paper bag With scissors in your hands Bitch the lizard I stand close to walls At number four the lizard And channel through solar panels Blast off like Roman candles Not vandals Stomp your ass like Wahoo McDaniel You cock a span you dog Get fucked with our catalog Put your lights out And leave your brain inside a fog It's only natural Actual facts are thrown at you The impact of blow trees back And crack statues Million dollar rap crews fold Check the six shit explicit I crystallized around So you can sniff it We live this Fitted hats low Conceal the crooked eye No surprise Verbal stick up Put them high Rebel eye out Split second on the drawer, blow the door off the shit like bricks of C4. It's yours. The world in the palm of your hand. It's yours. 23 million of useful land. It's yours. The seed in the black woman. It's yours. Double LP from Wu Tang Clan. Got my beaver, baby blue Glock in the safe. Seen Dorothy in the garden getting skied away. We hold a bell, son. That's my word. Spot a rapper, run him down, throw him out in the third. Yo, check it. I think like the man behind the register. Evergreen smoking the stakes. Bonded power made me treasure. With third down, six to go. Flash of stroke lights. Some open risen hit me off. Lovely and I love him with root beer thoughts. Here's a tennis court for your birthday. The baby face of rap politic with Sade. Avenging Eagle Crooks. Rock the W in Spiegel books. And Hydra Bush Kings came through. And stop your whole jokes, spit fire kangos. Watch Tony train a gang of hoes. Painful like hearing the news. Like when your man go, ends blow. Windy at times, watch the room shake. Your girl love to sit out the song. Now watch your water break. It's yours, the world in the palm of your hand. It's yours, 23 yours, million of useful land. It's yours, the seed in the black woman. It's yours, Double LP from Wu Tang Clan. Same applied to any and all chumps. The only question he had for y'all is how many lumps. 
three or four, either or, Mon Sherry or more. So why you need your heater for? The super villain slid in your party for free. Warner MC, get out of here, kid, you bother me. Off my face was missing for two days For the record, G Came back a year later Whole new identity Tony Stark's pedigree My money green Like my nickname was Celery Who was ghost Who flashed his toast Never wore sheets But bulletproof coats Oh no, the fans cried For the mask back on Told him ghost is dead He returned at the crack of dawn Few years from now Him and his pals Before the Jetson ever arrived He'll be back summertime 2005 With a half a face iron The other half water Look like alien science In the summertime Yeah, you can see the face Boy, but the other side I keep lube with the pens on you mad loyal uh-huh when the winter time come what I get stuck cause my brain on numb like I ate a thousand ices and frozen pepsis Aquaman's pops can't water check me disrespect me no. indirectly no. I seen his feet and they both lefty he's stepping half correctly as I stroll the globe and terrorize the planet with a Bill Clinton mask and them play school hands me and doom always be the best on the landing superheroes for life until our souls vanish I owe this come on Brooklyn raised Mary Jamaica, mm. a little Trinidad, a little Haitian, a little VI, a, a little Beja, from them parts near Rutland Station, where's nothing but fun to leave blazing, shine the red light deep in the basement, mm. easy wider, grind the tiger, take me waist and just wind up, wind up, weakness in my knees for them Guyanese. Uh. Been screaming roughneck since 93 Wheel up, wheel up, come now rewind In one posse, settle your mind ah. One name Pepper, yeah. Face and Jenny yeah. One from Guns and Machetes mm. Murder them, yeah. murder them Another oh. bad boy posse, come oh. on, murder them uh. Special Ed Chub Rock to mm. the head non-stop mm. Number three new lots mm. Wicked from the belly of Brownsville Come to Sutter Ave, you know the half Nigga, you better chill Blood spills on sidewalks When you side talking Nigga, get chalked and quick Sick dudes with attitudes Wait for you to slip, get slick And slit your throat and split Need painkillers. Don't come round here if you can't stand the pressure. 
BK attest ya Better have your boy come catch ya When the drop sounds ring Lick shots and the grim reaper sings Them things that hurt Have them in the dirt less than a week Have you saying just saw them last week Can't speak us Brooklyn Are you ready? Yes Summer sunshine on your skin. How you doing, pretty woman? I like to have a good time, and you beautiful. We should link up, do something unusual. Catch a musical, maybe some dinner too. Take a ride to the coast and enjoy the view. Pop a bottle, a little cabernet. Every year this time, we like to celebrate summertime in the city. From the street, vendor ducking police Millions of pieces from the same puzzle Same struggle, new generation A nation inside a nation A city inside a city Everybody is ready In their eyes I can see a new horizon The urban sunset The lights in the projects Protect young mothers with welfare checks Gamblers place bets on the World Cup Mothers curling up their daughters hair Headed to the kitchen Yet nothing better than a summer celebration Winners are vacation Winners hotter than July I'm back on that pavement Remember back in the days House parties in the basement We were jamming to the radio station The DJ would play that one jam That would make all the girls dance Everybody in the hood would attend I didn't think it ever would end Bugging out just me and my friends I wanna do it again Don't have to wait for holidays To get with friends and family Life is reason to celebrate This should be every day Don't have to wait for holidays To get with friends and family I wake up early in the morning, do my 
my son's salutation Give thanks, starting out the day in deep meditation No work, no school, no shirt, no shoes Today all I gotta do is go to a barbecue Fire hydrants is waterfalls We had the fruit stand with food stamps Watching little sis do a new dance Babies being born, new parents so happy Little nappy head soldier look just like his daddy Welcome to the hood, little homie, what it do? When you look up in the sky and see the sun, that's you Off the meter, and every time we reach the tip top, it don't stop. Uh, 
in the field of rap, we pull rank, no question. We talk the rank to scale. Off the meter. And every time we reach the tip top, we get the stop. Come on, super rhyme 
Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 40. Hope you guys have been digging the tracks I've been laying down. Had to throw in that track with Ghostface Killer and MF Doom. It's one of my favorite random hip hop tracks that I used to have in my playlist from time to time over the years. I just love it because this contrast of of styles in certain ways that you have an older MC and a younger MC, but they also hit upon a lot of thematic things the same. And it's classic Ghostface lyrics, you know, some of the lines that he drops are just, they're just Ghostface, like no one comes up with the stuff that he does. I'm such a big fan of his, I buy any album that comes out because there's usually at least a couple of bangers on there that you're just like, whoa, like so insane. Even, you know, the most pop albums that he's put out have had songs on there that like I think are amazing. So I had to put that track on there. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 40. Check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our new store, bodegabordercrewstore.com for merch that we have coming out. Also, make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, as well as your full description of this episode on your iTunes player for track listings, things we're talking about, and things pertaining to people we're talking with. And who are we talking with this week? Talking with our boy, Johnny Pitzer. Johnny is from Maui, born and raised, grew up surfing just like anybody else, and then got into the logging scene. I met him through Mike Siordia because Johnny's one of the Bandit's team riders, and we've been surfing anytime he's come to town. He's amazing. I love his style. I love everything he's about. Having him as part of the Bandits is even more amazing because I think what he's trying to put together board-wise with Mike is really cool because Mike is going one direction, Johnny's going the other, so I think it's really cool. Without further ado, here's the interview, and I hope you guys enjoy. So where were you born where did you grow up? I was born in Wailuku, Maui. grew up in Kahana, which is over on the west side, kind of the opposite side of the hill from that hospital over there. Okay, cool. And is your family from there, or? No, the, my dad's actually from Santa Monica. He grew up here in like the Dogtown days, and then oh, my he mom did. was from Santa Cruz. She grew up around a lot of you know, big time surfers up there, and so, so they came out to Maui for windsurfing. Oh, really? So they were windsurfers. Yeah, they were actually in Key West at one point, and they realized oh, there was wind but no waves. And <laughs> Maui, we have some of the best windsurfing in the world. Which, yeah. Honestly, I mean, there's more wind than waves a lot of the time. So yeah. They ended up out there, and there's Ho'okipa and Kanaha are real popular. So uh-huh. before I was born, they were living near those areas. Okay. And then how did you um, get into surfing? I don't even remember. You know, my dad, he was throwing me on a surfboard before I okay. knew what was going on in, in diapers. And uh-huh. So, yeah, I definitely uh, was born into it. Uh-huh. And, when, and do you remember, like, when you were younger, when you really got into it? Yeah, I mean, there was a neighborhood that I grew up in. Uh-huh. It was Pumana Place. It's actually right there in Kahana, though, which is a separate town than Pumana itself. But, um, yeah, we had a group of us that would go out front and surf in front of the yard out there. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of big-time surfers, you know, Dusty Payne, Matty Schweitzer, Zane Schweitzer, Granger Larson, oh, wow. Wesley Larson. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Clay Marzo and uh-huh. Shane Magnuson, his brother. And Yeah, we had a good crew, so we all would go together. Our parents would just drop us off at the beach and let uh-huh. us go surf on our own a lot of the time at, like, I don't know, five or six years old. 
Jesus. And were you, like, shortboarding at the time? Yeah, definitely. I grew up shortboarding and uh-huh. only would really dabble with a longboard during, like, certain events that were uh-huh. longboard events on, like, a fun little contest. Oh, so you were doing contests, like, when you were younger? Just for fun. So was it just kind of a thing, like, hey, everybody's doing it, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was, like, the like, thing not, to do. Not competitive, like... My parents, at one point, like, when I was maybe, I don't know, 11 or 12, they gave me the option to either just stick to surfing and have the time to surf or uh-huh. go to team sports and have, you know, five days a week to team sports. Oh, really? So, yeah, I picked surfing not knowing that, you know, at that point they're like, yeah, you can't eat your surfboard, but at least you're having fun and enjoying it. But, um, yeah, it's cool to see a lot of them actually. Some of the parents were soccer dads, and they would get every their kids going to every contest and to the other islands even, which uh-huh. I didn't do much of that. But uh-huh. a lot of them, like those names I was saying, they went off and ended up traveling around the world. And it's kind of funny, though. They, they almost got sick of traveling because they got into it so young. Yeah, I burnt out on it, like, early, I would think. Yeah, you know, now I got the travel that. bug here late, you know? Yeah, Trying which to is almost better. Well, no, I, I think, think it's so. <laughs> well, no, it's a little bit better because you can afford to eat at the places, right? Or you could, like, no, I still can't afford them, but I try. <laughs> but you could at least enjoy it, like, you know, like, yeah. when you're younger. You're, I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, you know, my parents used to drag me all over Europe, and it's like, people are like, oh, do you want to go to Spain? And I was like, ah, I went there when I was a kid. I don't remember shit, but I went. Definitely. You know? So it's like when you're older, you can appreciate it better. Like, you're, like, yeah. taking it all in, and you're like, I want to do this, I want to do that. Uh, but I can imagine, yeah, if you were, like, a little kid, you know, I see little kids who travel for, like, small contests around, like, California, and that seems like a pain in the ass. I can imagine, like, going yeah. island to island to island. I'd be like, fuck, I'm over this. Well, I remember some of the dads, like, making them cry if they lost, you know? So that oh. was, like, a big impact, I think, too, where it's, like, they had all this pressure on their shoulders uh-huh. where I don't care if I win or lose. I just like to be with everybody and have uh-huh. fun experience the lifestyle that, you know, I felt like I missed out on at one point, but it's cool that it's still possible, even though uh-huh. times have changed. You know, we're in the whole social media era, which I haven't got too good at, but it's crazy yeah, seeing all the paper magazines go away and the videos. And I definitely miss those times. I mean, it was a cool time in surfing. Like when it was more like print based and stuff. Yeah, totally. Like you had to wait to see what's going on. You know, yeah. so, so much curiosity going on compared to just knowing what everybody's doing. Yeah, now it's a little bit instantaneous. I mean, it's the same thing, like. Like, you know, they talk about it. There's a lot of parallels in, like, skateboarding and surfing where, you know, you'd sit and... I forgot who was talking about this, but they were talking about, like, like skate videos. And they were like, oh, like, a company would put ads in a magazine that, oh, it's coming out in six months or, like, blah, blah. And you'd wait yeah, as a kid. And you yeah. got to get it, like, that VHS tape. And now it's like, oh, we're going to show you half the video on, like, a bunch of Instagram swipes. Yeah, and it's cool because, you know... What you see is what you're able to portray a lot of the times, like, you know, what we were doing in video games back then, guys are doing now. And, like, for instance, certain videos like Momentum or different shortboard videos would come out and, uh, you know, a lot of the Lost videos. And they would motivate everybody to start pushing it and get to that level. And so I've watched the progression, you know, surfing's one of the quickest progressions I've Mm -hmm. seen in skateboarding, too, like you're saying, where... You know, everybody would strive to get better and better. And so now it's, like, crazy to see the talent pool of all these little kids that see everything. Whereas, like, you know, we would see momentum and everybody start pushing for it. Now, like, I live that generation of everybody, like, starting to do errors. And we actually had a big uh, influence of guys that were some of the first guys doing errors back home. And Uh obviously big barrels were a thing. And that's what you'd wait for all winter. But in the summer, we got a lot of small waves, like, around here in California. But that are clean, like in the sense that they're shaped they have like a good shape that you can yeah shape. Maui's a windy island though so we definitely got some windy days where it's all blown out and choppy yeah that's true yeah so I actually got into fishes at one point I was really into twin fins and uh-huh. single fins and that after riding my thrusters for years and kind of you know getting a little too big for them yeah. we had one shaper back home uh, Maui surfboards Wayne O'Cochran 
and uh, he's been around. I think they've shaped since 1953 or 63. Uh-huh. And uh, he got us into all the old Mark Richard shapes at first. And oh, he really? Got us hooked on like experiment, and he would just kind of give us what he wanted. And yeah, it was cool. You know, it was like modern bottom, single to double to V, uh-huh. but on like an old school outline. Oh, that's with sick. a better rocker. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those, like if you will, those heritage outlines all they just need is an update on rails and concave like at the end yeah. of the day and what's so funny is you know that was the 90s so everybody's riding thrusters and yeah. i love my thrusters but i was pretty picky being one of the bigger boys in the neighborhood a little oh. chubby so i would wait for the big days on my thruster and all the medium days there i was on like these four inch thick 22 inch wide twin fins and uh everybody would give me a hard time and it was like you know something that we enjoyed so me and a group of friends were riding them uh-huh. and as soon as they got cool like all the hipsters started coming yeah. in and playing riding them we seen like sprout we're like you know what we're gonna go back to our thrusters here <laughs> you know like uh, <laughs> this is kind of played out how did yeah. you get into logging um you know i bought a board from isaac wood we always had a logging scene in maui but i never had the right board i kept doing helicopters every time uh-huh. i go to the nose so i tried uh Longboard from one of our better loggers back home. He had been classical from the start, and he also be on a short board pulling the big barrels on the big days. Anyways, I tried his board and went to the nose at a local spot that's a lot like Malibu, but a left. And uh, I didn't spin out in any of the waves. I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to do. And it got me hooked and came here. And like I was saying, I bought a board from Isaac Wood down in San Diego as a oh. Gordon Smith. And the thing was just magic. I took just, it back home and ended up doing a Malibu contest soon after at Team Hawaii and just got to meet everybody. And uh, it happened real quick, you know. I got to experience the community, which had a really cool vibe. Everybody got along. It wasn't segregated like Thruster Days. And no, no. So. I mean, that's the beauty of this world, like, like, and why I've been attracted to it from the start. It, it's there. There's, you know, there's, there's going to be egos and everything like that. Just fucking happens. We're human beings. But in terms of like everybody wants to see everybody else do better yeah and i think that's like that's a good like human feeling you know it's like a good yeah. like sentiment it's like we're all in this together like yeah. i think it's almost like better it's like kind of like that it's not so popular in certain ways because i'm like hey we're all in this together and we're trying to make it happen and we have our scene and it's like yeah. everybody knows each other everyone's friendly you know nobody's vibing each other really like and that's what's so great about it and back home, that wave I was talking about that's like Malibu, we've always had an underground scene, you know, we weren't allowed to film or take pictures growing really? up, and the people before us were real strict about that, and it kept the crowds down, but yeah, there were a lot of guys I looked up to, like Tommy Suda, Jack Starr, uh-huh. um, the list goes on, you know, Carl List, there was these great surfers, Mark Anderson, and I can't even think of them all right away, but um, yeah, we had a real underground crew, a lot of shapers on Maui, so we always rode our local boards at the time, and uh-huh. Uh, one guy, Clay Kalhanis, who I was talking about, yeah. who was a board I tried out, he's just amazing, you know, he can have that classical style, put it on a longboard and win a lot of the local contests. And uh-huh. So next thing you know, there was a group of us, like my good buddy Eric Casco and a few of us, Matt Fossamane, we started riding the logs and traveling to Malibu and ended up starting to go to Mexico and it got a bunch of friends back home riding them. So now our scenes are kind of, you know, late in the game, but a lot of guys getting into mm-hmm. it and the progression's going up so fast where... You know, we're all going to pass by, but it's cool to see, like, these guys just looking so good on a log out there and a wave that's meant for it. Yeah. Who are some of the, like, younger kids that you're seeing that are blowing up out there? You know, honestly, as far as a log goes, there's not too many younger kids, but in Waikiki, there's quite a few. Yeah. Definitely seen a lot of the guys there. Oh, yeah. Um, but in Maui, you know, there's a few young groms that are starting to get stoked on it, but uh-huh. it's more like guys my age right now are a little bit younger, like in their early 20s. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, like a good friend of mine, Willie Niesman, has been doing really awesome. You uh-huh. can tell he's passionate about it and motivated. Uh-huh. 
and he does this crazy soul arch that like nobody can even catch up to right now. Oh, that's awesome! So, uh, but yeah. did, he, did he go down to the Mexico Lodge Fest? No, I'm gonna try to go down there next year though. Yeah. He's definitely stoked to try it out and go somewhere new. Um, so you you were talking about like coming from Maui, coming to Malibu, and all that kind of stuff, and traveling a lot. Uh, in that time, when did you start doing kind of like the club contests and that kind of thing? You know, I only ever did one club contest, to be honest. I went with Team Hawaii. The uh, guy that was organizing the team, he was a little bit harsh and strict on everybody. Uh-huh. And it was like half a foot out there, and I was going left and doing spinners and headstands. Yeah. And they ended up not inviting me back. Oh, they were yeah. like, you know, they deducted points for the spinners, what oh, the judges were telling me. Back home, if it's flat, we're going to screw around and do yeah, some, yeah. you know, You're gonna have fun. cockroaches and all that, coffins. But, yeah, they weren't like that over there. They were strict even on the tiny waves. Guys are riding their thruster longboards trying oh, to do a bunch God. of turns. or You know, they were real, like, into it. And I was giving the locals waves. And, yeah, you know, I wasn't too competitive in the sense of, like, you know, the contests out here with the clubs. Yeah. I could tell it was a little bit more segregated. Uh-huh. It wasn't until I went to the Mexi Log Fest that... I found a contest similar to the one back home that I enjoy so much. When was when was that the first time you went there? Uh, I went to the first one. So what? Oh, you did. Uh, year four. I've been to all four now. Okay. So two years in Salida and two in Saladita. Oh, so you and you've seen it kind of like from the start. Oh yeah, and I knew from the start. It reminded me a lot of this contest uh-huh. at home. That single fin, no leash, and nine foot and up, uh-huh. and uh, similar wave to what we're surfing now at Saladita, and. Uh, yeah, you know, Israel was a great guy, and everybody in that town was really awesome, and you've seen a lot of people get inspired and start longboarding it. You know, mm-hmm. Sayulita's got a whole talent pool of good shortboarders and paddleboarders, mm-hmm. and they'd grab a log, and they'd come do better than all of us. A few of them made it to the finals that year. Really? And uh, there was already some of the best, you know. Strom was out there, Ricky Cunningham. Yeah, Ray the first year, I remember seeing the, there was like some video that came out, like someone put together a compilation of the first year, and I was like, whoa, this looks like a lot of fun. I just, yeah. I just love the fact that like everybody in the communities help it grow. Like mm-hmm. you see every year, it's not like it's growing a little. Like every year, it's almost twice as big from the year before. Like, like you know, last year it was like, no, two years ago, it's like they did the duct tape as part of it. And then it's yeah. like... That was actually last year. Last year. and then Before this one. Yeah, and then this year, they did, like, it's... But you see, like, how many people were at it this year. It was, like, insane. Like, when you saw the roster, it was like, what the... Well, like, in a good way. With the duct tape, for instance, is, you know, it brought a lot of the world's best, for sure. That was some of the highest talent we've had. Um, this year was even harder, and, you know, a lot of those guys didn't come. They were waiting for Spain. Yeah. But anyways, I had done the duct tape last year, and... Uh, the Mexi Log Fest as well and for me like the Mexi Log Fest definitely outshined it you know yeah I think they didn't put as much work into the duct tape as they usually do just kind of sheltering under the event yeah but uh I felt like you know Israel's contest in Sayulita was discredited the first couple times even though a lot of people had a good really? time a few people got like food poisoning or something and they were scared to come down but really they were drinking too much and hung over dude and, it's fucking Mexico yeah like what do you expect <laughs> exactly we all gotta get the Montezumas at least once during yeah. the trip yeah so anyways yeah I like always would tell people like no no this is the real deal and it was cool to see people start understanding what I was saying and like it got to a point where everybody's down there and trying to get in and you know the waiting list is out the door now so yeah I mean it I'm seems stoked it seems like a perfect storm in this, in a good way in the sense that it's like you get to travel to Mexico. Yeah. The weather's great. The wave is good. Israel's putting on a good event. There's all this other side stuff that's going on. Like, you know, there's like movie night and there's this thing. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like, it's almost being like, for me, when I saw it from afar, and that's why I'm so excited to go next year. It's like, it's like logging Disneyland. 
It's like, oh, like you have everything you want. You want to get on this ride? You want to have like this popcorn? Like you have this the logging equivalent of that. Like, and you get to see everybody and like surf all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something I I wish in a perfect world you could do more out here. Um, you, Permits make it so hard, you know. Yeah, but it's also like, I think at the end of the day, it's like when the weather's really good, the waves aren't that great. Like you know, in the summertime yeah. here, it's like it's going to be blown out by ten. I mean, and that's what's great down in Saladita is like, you know, Israel's been going there for years before the event and he's always noticed that that week that we go on, I think like the end of May or something yeah. there, is just always wave after wave. Like we get 100 wave sets out there, it doesn't stop. And yeah. the first event in Saladita was like double overhead during the first few heats <laughs> and the first few days. And this year, you know, it was a little smaller, but still a ton of waves, you know, mm -hmm. we never ran out of waves out there. No, there's a video that I think someone created that's like, I think it's like an hour and a half long that's just looped footage from the last one. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, everybody's like, I'm like, everybody's catching like ridiculous amounts of waves. Like this is like, I've never seen anything like this. Like for a yeah. logging contest, like it's insane. Totally. Um, you also like entered like the hot dog or you did that, which is like a total <laughs> like different kind of thing, but still fun. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a big supporter of it. I think, you know, we're trying to get more stuff like that done, you know? I, I like I like the ones that are multi-day, like yeah. or a week, because then, like I said, you could have stuff at night, you could have stuff in the morning, you could have stuff that, like, if the waves aren't good, like, people can do, you know, like... Yeah, you're on vacation, pretty much, and what's really cool is, like, in that event, for instance, they have everybody serves three times before you go on to the next round. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, they try to split it up for different tides, so everybody gets a low tide and a high tide and oh. glassy morning heat and afternoon windy heat. Dude, that's, like, really good that they could do that. Yeah, it's badass. It really changes the game. Oh, yeah, because everybody's kind of, like, then it's, like, because you don't want to have that heat that it's, like, blown out and, like, you couldn't do anything, yeah. you know? And then it's, like, you didn't so get you can't blame that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of, so, so whoever wins it, wins it. Um, now, when you go to, like, a, obviously this, this past year, you know, 2018 version of it, a lot of people came in a lot of different styles. Is it, what, how can I phrase this? What is it like to kind of firsthand see and be part of that where you have like an Andy Neblis and then you have someone who's really classic and stuff? Like, do you, do you see now in this logging scene it being more diverse? Like everybody's kind of doing different things or do you see like there's some constants going on? No, yeah, I mean, there's so much variety out there. Like nobody's really copying anybody is mm -hmm. what's awesome. Especially, you know, Andy's a good one to point out because his style is so unique and nobody can really recreate that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's so many people to look up to that I feel like we've all just taken in a little bit from everybody mm -hmm. and put it together in our own, you know, mindset and seen what we can do with it. And so I've definitely learned a lot from others out there. I can't think of one person that's influenced me more than another. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you'll see like a really cool drop knee turn or something. Like, cool, I'm going to work on that when I go home and come yeah. back next year and see if I can do it too. Yeah. So yeah, it's helped me a lot with longboarding for sure. Like Israel, for instance, he does this crazy, like in lead on the little right, he's a goofy footer and he would do this drop knee cross step backside. And I never had seen that before. Only him and uh, the guy who won it this last year, Augusto, uh, Alentino. Uh -huh. Only two people I've seen do that. So I started copying it and figuring out. It's actually really fun. Uh -huh. You know, I haven't mastered it at all by right. any means. Like, he's always trying to tell me to stomp on my back foot some more. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, it feels awesome. And it was something I didn't even think of. So it's like, oh, there's still new tricks and logging, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's like festivals like that are basically progressing it in a way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the progression is definitely every year going up more and more in mm -hmm. events like that that everybody gets to come together and see each other is changing things.
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important. Um, going to the Bandits, um, when did you hook up with uh, Mike and Bandits? Yeah, it was just a few years back. Um, you know, we started talking story about it, and I had a board that Mike actually helped me out to ship from California to Maui. Uh, he had grabbed it from Josh Martin. It was a great board, but mm -hmm. it got smashed up on the plane. Oh. So he felt pretty bad about it all, and he told me he was starting up his company. He'd love to get me a board. And uh, Tommy Witt put in a good word, and yeah, it just kind of went together from there where all of a sudden I was starting to create a model, and you know, the brand's still taking off slowly. He wants to definitely have a little more of a jump start here when the website comes up, so mm -hmm. it's pretty cool riding for a brand that's not even really a brand yet, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I know the future's coming for it, and uh, it's fun to work with them on different models and get to a point where we're going to have a lot of good boards ready to show everybody when the time comes. Yeah, I mean... Like I was telling you earlier, I ordered one. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, yeah, like the first wave I caught on it, and I keep telling everybody, and I tell them I described it exactly what I did on the wave, and I'm like, it was at shitty Porto, and if you could <laughs> do that at shitty Porto on a board, that means just imagine when you could take it like anywhere. I mean, well, that's what's awesome too. Like Mike's so diverse on all the places he surfs around here, so he's making a log that, or, you know, I want to stop saying log. You know, that was kind of a word that Devin Howard told me shouldn't be used too yeah. much anymore. It's just from one surf video. So, you know, a classical longboard that yeah. will work in these conditions out here and you mm -hmm. can still nose ride and have a lot of fun and not have to really do like a big snap or something. So anyways, I'm riding point breaks on my longboard back mm -hmm. in Maui. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, it was like, you know, we were coming together with two different designs pretty much and we are able to have two different types of longboards in that category. And as far as shortboarding goes, we're both surfing different waves as well. So right. it really brings the whole circle together, I feel like. What's your, yours, your, you're saying it's you have wide point back? Well, at first I was putting the wide point forward. I was going really? with like the Model T with six yeah, inches yeah. forward. Yeah. And uh, I've always rode like that. So I kind of realized that I wanted to switch it up, having the opportunity to start mm -hmm. playing with different measurements. And yeah, you know, working with shapers that were willing to do whatever mm -hmm. I wanted was a cool feeling. You know, they weren't stuck in their ways. And so anyways, yeah, I started moving the wide point back, and I'm at a point now where my design's completely different than the first moose It's model. almost like backwards. <laughs> it, pretty much. I mean, I just narrowed down the nose an inch, which is a big deal for me. I'm uh, 210 pounds. My yeah. feet are like 12 inches. So, yeah, I was always worried to bring that nose down. I went from this, like, easy sidewalk to walk on and figured out how mm -hmm. to take some volume out and thin things down, but, yeah, still have that comfort. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, going to Australia really helped me there. You know, I got to see a lot of boards that had really narrow noses and wide points real far back. Yeah, they're, they're doing that. Like, that's the thing. Like, the, like, from the involvement with McTavish and the Thomas boards, they're pushing it so much. Yeah, McTavish's are, like, what I strive for. I mean, those yeah. boards, when I hold them, they feel so amazing. And Thomas is really kicking butt over there. And so many, you know, small-time shapers all around as well. I got to ride an involvement. Oh, cool. Um, that was kind of sad. I got it lent to me for a whole week in North Carolina. Yeah. And we had no waves. No waves up there. They <laughs> need <laughs> a hurricane. I had, I had one, one day that I actually got to got to ride it, and like where it was, like, kind of, like, knee-high, like, barely. But mm -hmm. even in that, like, that that um, that involvement board, like, I was, like... You can feel it, huh? It's like one of the... It was, like, the... I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, it just... It just felt like a... Like, I don't know. I can't even describe it. I told... I, I was texting Mike, and I was, like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, there's something about this board, even in a shitty wave. Like, it feels amazing. Like, it turns on a dime really quick. You could walk on it. You could go fast on it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited about, like, getting that... 
Mike hasn't named that model, but that whatever that model's name, like, because it takes a lot of inspiration from that. So, like, yeah, and he changed up a lot. You know, he started yeah. leaning towards what I was doing. He's yeah. like, you're right, because I told him when I ordered my first board, I don't even want to do a turn. I'll do a turns on my short board. Yeah, I just want to stand on the nose the whole yeah. time. And he's like, wow, you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get a board like that. And he was almost getting frustrated at himself because you know, like I said, we're riding two different waves pretty much. And uh, so yeah, he's like, screw it. I'm going back to my old style, and I'm yeah. even making it shorter than ever. And yeah. he drops so much volume and widths and everything. And you know, the numbers sounded crazy, but when the board came out, he just instantly his eyes lit up, and he's like, oh, I found it. I don't need to change anything. I did it. You know, this is my model. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, it was funny. Like like the like, he was telling me about it, and he purposely made me try it. Like I I hadn't tried it. Like we've been surfing for like a while together with yeah. him riding that board. And then he told me, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I kind of pulled an asshole move on you. Like, I basically <laughs> was like, I wanted to, I told you I wanted to try your board. I didn't want to try your board. I wanted you to try mine. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I just gave you money for a board. So that worked pretty well. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, when I tried his model before that, it was a little longer. I was ready to zigzag. buy one, too. Yeah, the original zigzag yeah, model. Which was good, too. That board was, like, awesome. Like, I think he should still make that. I, yeah. I'm excited to, like, to see what you and him are doing, you know, with the brand and, like, it, I think there's places there's still room like everybody's like oh it's too saturated there's too many board builders and, that. and I, I think especially in like the longboard world I don't think that's true because yeah. like you said people are surfing all different kinds of waves so it's like you need to have like you need to have boards that are going to like work in these different conditions yeah kind of thing. Um, and I do admire like what he's trying to do like making this kind of like Swiss, Swiss Army knife of like a longboard like hey Definitely. you can surf it on a point break you can surf it on like a dumpy beach break you can surf it on a reef like whatever it's going to work yeah, so I'll have my, a zigzag model under my arm soon as well. You know, I'll have my model for the point breaks and his for anything else. Yeah. We'll as well as, you know, we want to work on a lot of, you know, experimental boards, you mm -hmm. know, any, any amount of fins on them. You yeah. Know, I know he tries to steer away from the thrusters, but there's still so many options out there that we can work with to surf, you know, every kind of wave. So having that influence of Maui surfboards growing up, I'm thinking thicker and wider than a lot of these guys are that I see around and have these tiny little fishes that when I stand on it feels like a circle or a disc you can't really do make anything. it do what you want it's yeah. more for looks to have this cool board under your arm and you're walking down the beach and blast all cute and stuff yeah we're all about function you know we yeah. want these boards to work and be that magic feeling that you're talking about once you get on it you're like oh my god I'm buying one this yeah. thing's unreal I've been trying to get him to make me like one of the next boards I want him to make me is like kind of like a twin but like Almost like a twin meets a hull, like a kind yeah. of rounded, goofy, like kind of weird board. Yeah, totally. And like, he had one of those in the start that I tried, and it was so fast, and it didn't feel anything like a conventional twin fin, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. He was telling me about it. He told me about that board. He's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, I made one. He's like, he's like, maybe we'll do that, but, you know, one step at a time. I mean, look, it's like... In my perfect world, I'd have like 20 boards, but then I'm <laughs> married and have a child. And that I got matter. 20 broken boards right now, oh, so Jesus. I just keep trying to get a new one to keep things going. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, going back to surfing in Maui, uh, do you think now with you're saying there's a scene that's like popping up, this longboard scene and all that kind of thing, does it still feel small enough that it's not too crowded on, on that level? Yeah, for sure. And you know... That's why our break's a little bit more inconspicuous there than Malibu, where 
it's so inconsistent in Maui uh -huh. that we wait, you know, so long for a good swell. So when it finally comes, everybody tries to take off work if they can and uh -huh. come on down and enjoy it together. And we get, you know, different times throughout the day to keep the crowds down. Yeah. So we're scared of crowds, you know. It wouldn't be too fun to wait a month and then all of a sudden have a bunch of people from somewhere else coming to try out yeah. this wave. It kind of sorts itself out, though, you know. Like I said, it takes a month, so it's hard to time it and get a plane flight a few months ahead and know that you're going to get waves. Like yeah. when you went to North Carolina, for instance, it gets so good over there, but yet the luck of the draw is that you'll probably never score it unless you uh, really, like, go last minute. Hawaii is the worst, though, with that shit. Like, yeah. Cause, like, dude, I like last I told you, last time I went, three weeks. Three weeks. And I surfed. And that was Oahu, too, right? Yeah, four times. And Oahu, the North Shore and all that, most of the island's all open ocean. Where Maui, we're blocked by Molokai, we got Lanai, we got, you know, yeah. uh, little islands, Kaho'olawe. Yeah. We got Molokini out there. So it takes a really specific angle for the swell to come through. But what's amazing is that's what, you know, when the waves do come in, like we got Honolulu Bay being a big name for us that, you yeah. know, as much as we don't want crowds coming down there, it's yeah. been known for years. It's yeah, a world-class yeah. wave. That funneling of the ocean when it comes at the right angle and the right swell and wind and everything comes together, mm. it's one of the best waves I've ever been to, you know. So it it's worth the wait. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it'll always sort itself out as far as the crowds go. As far as the local crowds, it's a little tough. Our longboard break, for instance... It's much more crowded than it used to be, and there's a lot of people that will move there and realize how fun it is, and they'll be out, out there on their shortboard the first year just not getting any waves, mm -hmm. and then, you know, they'll get a longboard the next year, and then they think they're, like, a full-time local all of a sudden. And yeah, yeah. It's hard, you know. You want to be nice to everybody and get along, but there's still, like, a bit of a pecking order. Like, I'm not even at the top of the line. I have to sit there and wait for a few yeah. of the OGs to go for it, and once they get their waves, I'll try to go scatter for some scraps. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's the one thing that builds the respect in surfing right i think it's something that's like yeah you have to have that i mean if you don't have that there's also no order to it right like definitely and it's really the elders that should get first pick you know yeah. they've been there since before the crowds mm -hmm. and they're going to be there long after too and yeah i just want to keep them stoked and out there and influencing us and keeping us on a good page you know they have so much aloha and you know open arms to teaching us what they've learned well that's the other thing too with like letting the other thing with like letting like some of these like older people like I don't like these words older but like the og kind of people that are in the lineups like the best thing about let you know letting them have their waves and stuff is that you watch them and you're going to learn so much by just like what they're taking off and how they're taking off and then like you're like okay i know the spot like that's yeah. the thing people forget it's actually there's a big positive to the pecking order the positive is that like pay attention to these other people that have been surfing like their whole life at a place because they know the spot better than you'll ever know it so see what they're doing and kind of pick up on it That's yeah and even just verbally like you know a lot of the guys they got to a point where they weren't surfing as much they just hang out on the beach and watch yeah. everybody surf and when you'd come in they'd tell you something that they liked or something they didn't yeah. like and they'd really you know be some good critics on what i can change or what mm -hmm. i could keep doing and work on some more and that's really you know sometimes it makes you feel really good after your session you're like oh stoked you know so and so that shaper like this so i'm gonna keep to it you know like we got uh stuart mcgrabby who's a classic old-time shaper on maui and he's yeah. not really surfing anymore which hopefully we'll change that soon we'll get yeah. him out there again but yeah, every time I come in, he'll, like, sit there and pull me aside and tell me a few things that he saw. And it's like, wow, you're watching every wave, aren't you? Like, it's pretty cool to feel, like, coming into that, people you respected and watched surfing growing up and, you know, learned a lot from them always. And now they're, like, telling you things that they like. Uh-huh. I, I mean, and that's probably what's beautiful just about surfing in general, right? Is this, like, passing down. 
full commodity too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's something you don't get in a lot of things. Like, I think people forget. That's why it's like I hate when it's it's referred to as like a sport. I'm like, there's so much more yeah. to this. Like, you, I'm like this isn't fucking baseball. Like, <laughs> this isn't like I'm not wearing a fucking jersey with a number on it. I have no aspirations to it. I would like the aspiration is to have someone like that walk up to me and be like, hey, I saw what you did. Maybe you should try this next time and do that. And you're like, shit. Like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like you think about it a few times, it becomes muscle memory, and you're yeah. doing it. And you're like, yeah. oh wow, I really learned a lot just from that one little sentence somebody told me. Yeah. And what's awesome about Maui is that, you know, we're not working on just one type of board all year. We got so many different waves, and those good mm -hmm. swells do come in. You know, we'll, all winter long, we'll wait for those big barrels, and I'm gonna get on my thruster, or my you know, step up boards, and try to go out there and get big barrels and leave the longboard at home. And then when springtime comes in summer and all, I start pulling them back out, yeah. taking off the cobwebs and getting ready for summer. And, you know, these last few summers, ever since the Mexi Log Fest, really, I started just longboard all summer, uh -huh. shortboard all winter. Just that's how it it I all. mean, that's how it should be at the end of the day. Like, that's what surfing's about. Like, these people who have this, like, on both ends of the spectrum, the people that are so committed to just, like, longboarding all the time or so committed to shortboarding are missing out on, like, so much. Yeah, for me, it just gets boring, you know? Yeah. Like, I have to switch it up. Like, I'll be hanging 10 for a while. I'm like, you know what? I just need to do a turn. Let's go grab the other <laughs> board. <laughs> You're like, I've had enough of this kind of thing. Um, what's the most difficult thing about um, surfing in Maui for you? Um... Just waiting for those swells, really. You know, it's good for us because it makes us work and makes the money to save up for when the waves do come. And, you know, really just scheduling everything around, making money and keeping up with the expenses in Maui. It's a very expensive place. So, okay. yeah, to wait for those swells, you know, you got to end up like lately, a lot of the plantations have gone down as far as the cane fields and the pineapple fields, and it's changed it to being pretty much 100% tourism running our economy out there. Yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, being stuck working for tourism or I'll be out there teaching people how to surf all the time while the waves are good and I just uh, can't wait to get off and go surf. Yeah. But by the time I'm off of work, I don't even want to go back in the waters. I've been sunburned all day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that's a little difficult is not being able to really be a surf bum out there. You'd really mm -hmm. be homeless if you tried that. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a fine medium there, and we all really know there's a lot of guys that will work at night and do restaurant jobs. Uh -huh. wasn't for me, so I'll break my back during the week and, you know, get as much work as I can and hopefully surf on the weekends or, like I said, when the waves are good, we'll all try to go knock on our boss's door. Is that door. one basically no one shows up for work? <laughs> I mean, we don't want to get fired, but, yeah, we definitely try our best like to get off. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's sick. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's yeah. like, oh, we don't feel good. It's like, really, 10 people called in with the flu? The same day. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the one good thing about tourism is there's so many different times that people are working. Yeah. So it's not like it used to be where everybody's working a nine to five job Monday through Friday. Like I always see the crowds out there as I'm driving to work and I'm like, wait, what's, nobody works no more. What's going on? Yeah. Out here? Like Dawn Patrol used to be the time to kind of beat the crowds and now yeah. everybody's out there Dawn Patrol or something. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, for me, it's really just trying to surf when the kids are at school. That makes yeah. a big difference. The year around schools help that a little because the kids right now, they're vicious and it's sad to say, but a lot of these kids that are getting really good, they don't have as much etiquette as we were taught. You know, uh -huh. like back then, uh, you know, you could be 10 years old and get slapped in the head from one of the OGs. And yeah. now it's a lot different now. Somebody will have their cell phone out right away calling the cops, probably having on videos. They're all over there soccer yeah. dad on the beach with the camera. There's no repercussions for like being like out of order. Yeah. So it really, we had a lot of order and there still is. I mean, more than other places that I travel, like Australia was at least the east coast was just the out of hand you know like nobody had etiquette and it was really crazy to witness so i'm very appreciative of the etiquette we have um 
I haven't seen much like it elsewhere, you know, and even the different islands, they have it as well, but every island's unique to its own ways. Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, when, when I go to the North Shore, like, that's a, actually the thing I love about it. Like, a lot of people, like, that I talk to who visit there to go surfing, they're like, oh, I hate that about it. I'm like, no, this is... <laughs> so I keep it like it is. <laughs> dude, this makes sense. I mean, like, I tell, I remember I had a friend who came, we were there for, like, a week and a half, and he came with his wife to surf. Like, he, he was surfing, she wasn't surfing. And I was like, okay, look, I was like, that shit that you pulled back in LA, that fucking bullshit, like back paddling stuff, not allowed. To yeah. Do. I was like, the other thing too. That's probably the biggest pet peeve. In yeah. Hawaii don't fucking do that shit. Like, don't. <laughs> we're don't. all watching, is what I tell them. Like, yeah. Hey, we're all looking when you paddle out and jump off the rocks in the wrong place. We see you. you yeah. Know? Don't don't do that shit. The other thing too is like my general rule of thumb is like, for every five waves that a local gets, you're allowed to get one. <laughs> I like that. And, it, and it's funny because I've gotten to become friends with people on the North Shore because because they see me do that and they're like... Yeah, and they give you a good one. Yeah, they're like, okay, go ahead. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I'm not from here. Like, I have no right to, like, try to paddle for every wave. Like, you can't do... Versus, like, like California, it's just, like, every schmuck, like... Yeah, you know, I mean, there's certain waves, like I keep mentioning Malibu, that are just out of hand as far as any kind of order. And, you know, what's funny is there's a lot of people out there, but there's enough waves that there could be some kind of system. And the main reason we do it in Hawaii is safety. You know, we got reefs and we got yeah. rocks everywhere, sea urchin all over. And, you know, the waves can be a little more critical sometimes, especially uh -huh. like when you get on the North Shore. Yeah. So... Yeah, for me, I always let people know it's for safety and taking turns and just being fair. You know, we're all trying to have a good time. Nobody owns the ocean. And we do respect a lot when you notice that somebody's taking their turn and just kind of, you know, not trying to get every wave and so excited. Like, I know it costs a lot to go on a vacation and all. And when I go traveling, I see it a lot, too. Like, going down to the Mexi Log Fest, for instance, a lot of the locals down there, they're watching the same way. And they're, like, tripping on certain people that are trying to get every wave and just so overly excited like yeah. i always compare it to a dog and a stick you know they're just like oh give me the stick give me a stick yeah and they don't care and so uh, yeah you know it's cool to see like i've used that same etiquette in mexico and some of my best waves have been guys have been like oh you know what? you gave me a bar of wax and you waited forever and you know offered to paddle in you know what the next wave's yours you can have one that but you that's want. how it works yeah i mean it's cool when you get that respect too and they're actually nice to you and giving you food on the beach after yeah that's how it is in Hawaii, too. Like, it goes a long way, you know. Next thing mm -hmm. you know, you got somewhere to stay the next year, and you come back and arrive from the airport. And I've, I've, like I said, like, that's how I've made friends on the North Shore that whole way. Like, I'm like, dude, I humble myself. I'm not from here. Well, because those other guys, they get dropped off at the airport and yeah. <laughs> told not to come back. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't no. want that at all. No, you know? no, no. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> Even Oahu is a small enough island that they'll notice you. You know, their cousin might be working at the airport and tipped off that, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that guy. Like, yeah. You know, Chad Marshall's on that list. He can't come out to a few of the islands. Uh, Just from, like, yelling at teenager girls from Hawaii when they came out here years ago. I was like, oh, you're cut off. Sorry, you're never going to get to come visit. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because he was out there one time not surfing. And he was at, and he was kind of, like, trying to be really in inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah, no, so for sure. I'm sure he's a yeah, tail between the legs. But I also now. think that's, like, a little bit, like, the, like, honestly, like, the L.A. mentality is the whole thing is that, like, I think what it is, and this is not to build an excuse for it, but I think part of it is like, let's say if you show respect to someone that's like a local at a spot in LA and you could do it over and over again, they don't fucking show it back. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very LA thing. At least like, I'm going to say north of Venice, 
Okay. South Bay is a little different. South Bay is like a little bit more old school where it's like they're like, okay. Like even Porto, which is a shitty place. Like yeah, those I've guys. Heard that. I've never even gone down to South Bay because of it a lot of the time. No, but they're actually like it's almost the opposite. Like it's sur- like I've been surfing there with like, you know, Mike and stuff for the last like year, year and a half and stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, if you show these guys respect, like they give it back to you. You do that shit fucking North County, L.A., they don't give it back to you. They're fucking just assholes. Like that's the problem. So people just assume like, hey, look, I just got to be like, a, like you were saying, the dog on the stick. Like, I got to be the dog on the stick. If not, I'm not going to ever catch anything because they're not going to let me catch anything. Yeah. I mean, I had something happen. Like, I have like, there's someone who's like infamous at like, at one of the breaks who like will be not in position, like to the right of you on a right point break. And they're going to be like, hey, I'm going to go get this one. It's like, why? Like, why do you think you're going to get this one? Like, I'm in the better position. I've already paddled. Like, just because you say it. And you're a girl does not mean you're allowed to like get it like that's bullshit but it but like hawaii there's none of that like hawaii and like other places i've been like even a place like north carolina like you know if there's like five people in the lineup like everybody gets the vibe they're like okay, yeah you just do it well it's tough like you say that you give away five waves yeah you, you know you hope that that respect's going to come back yeah. and i've been to places where they just keep growling at you like yeah. ventura for instance i've had that feeling where it's like i went out there told them hey i'm just a kook that's not from here you know yeah. you guys can tell me to go in whenever yeah. I just want to catch a couple waves but I'll wait my turn you know and the guys will just look at you and like growl you know they're like oh yeah nice day huh her right. you're like wow yeah. okay I mean back home if I got growled at it'd be a little different yeah I mean that's north that's, but, um, that's, they can do that here and get away with it you're like wow there's no repercussions for that like damn like I'm okay. used to a lot of people getting mad about stuff like that you know yeah you can't pl- I mean it's also like again like I come from the skateboarding world where it's like you know like if someone came we were very territorial the same way in like surfing and like if someone came from like New Jersey or Connecticut to one of our New York City spots, like I'm not gonna say on the microphone what we would do to them, but we do some <laughs> stuff. And the thing is, though, if they came back the next day, then we were their best friend because we're like, okay, you dealt with our bullshit and you're kind of being respectful and you get the vibe and it's fine. Hey, we could all skate together and like, yeah. become friends. And and surfing, I only see that in places like certain parts of Southern California and then like in Hawaii. Like in Hawaii, I see that like. You, you almost get the respect back tenfold in Hawaii that you give. Like you could give just a tiny bit of respect, just be super chill, wait your turn, and the love that you get back is like unbelievable. Like that's actually yeah, it's great you've experienced that. I've definitely noticed that in so many places I go. Yeah, I and I love it. I I like like, I think it's it just it's like human nature, right? It's like. I mean, you hate to go to, like, just do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. It's, like, that's, like, a basic concept. Like and that's okay. how we should live life just in general. Yeah, like, like... If everybody did that, it'd just be a peaceful place. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be easier? Like, I always go to that. Like, whenever everyone argues about stuff, I'm like, hey... It, actually, I bring it up with, like, raising a kid. Like, someone's like, oh, my God, is it, like, difficult, like, raising a kid? She's about to be two. And I'm like, no, what I do is I put myself in her shoes. Like, imagine landing on Mars, and no one speaks your language... And no one knows what you want to do, and you haven't even figured out how to use your hands. <laughs> That's what being a toddler is. So when they're frustrated, think about that. That's what's in their head. They can't communicate to you. They're trying, like... Yeah, we can communicate. And that's how, you know, I've evolved over the years. Like, growing up, I used to have a little bit of a bitter resentment towards a lot of people that would come visit. And <laughs> sadly, at the time, most of the flights were from Southern California. Yeah. So we'd come out here and almost have this little bit of, like, uh, you know retaliation factor that yeah. you want to come and like take some waves back but yeah. as i got older i started meeting so many good people out here and i realized that you know 
the real locals in each spot, they had that good etiquette. They had mm-hmm. those good vibes if you came with a good mentality. You know, yeah. like those first few years I'd come out and I didn't have a good mentality and wasn't showing the respect. Yeah, of course I felt the retaliation yeah. from the locals. But, um, yeah, as I got older, I started meeting people that were so generous, had so much aloha. Like, I felt more aloha in other places than Hawaii a lot of times, like Mexico definitely being mm-hmm. one of them, you know, and even Australia, even without as much etiquette as I would hope to see in those beautiful ways there still was the solid locals that had, you know, learned how to work around all that and uh, still have a good time. And yeah, I really feel Aloha everywhere I go these days. And I think it's about how I come into it, you know, like now that I've changed, like you said, communication, now that I just communicate and try to like use words instead of like animalistic kind of like expressions, <laughs> it, it's changed surfing for me. And I think longboarding, classical longboard especially has changed that for me so much because Everybody gets along a lot better. I mean, it's so easy to get a wave on a longboard. It's not like we're sitting there waiting for the only best wave that's coming in the set on yeah, the yeah. thruster, which I still do, you know. And I notice a little bit of a segregation in that world, which everybody just wants to be the best. And for me, I don't want to be the best. I just want to have a great time. You know, it's the person that at the end of the day is having the most fun. And so, yeah, like, you know, I've changed my respect around that. Even when I come to Southern California here, I've learned that, there's such good people here like yourself that you know even people that aren't exactly from here but they've come into here knowing that it's an accepting place and yeah you know that anybody could come surf these waves and have a good time i mean there's still a few places like you said up down south bay and that that the vibes change and all but really like that's an area with islands blocking it like maui and you know the swells only come in so often so it's i understand it great. yeah and uh you know i think that it's good just to inform people and educate like the kids for instance like you know, I try to educate them everywhere I go. Like, hey, you guys, just let you know. Like, you want to just wait your turn? Let's have a good time. I did it in the last contest in Maui, actually. Like, one of the younger guys was paddling under, and I was like, hey, you know, I paddled too deep on that last wave as I was trying to, like, paddle battle you. I wish I would have just communicated that. Yeah. Like, hey, I've been sitting here waiting for the set. It's my turn. You can go paddle deep all you want, but um, it's my turn next. You know, let's just keep the gentleman's rule. And Yeah, it was good to explain that, and I was actually using um, – the Mexi Log Fest is a big uh, example of that. Like, hey, you know, when I go travel to this contest where it's all gentlemen's rule, the judges are watching for it. They don't want to see us paddle battling or paddling under each other. Like, there's enough waves for everybody. Let's just take our turns and have a good time. Anyways, yeah, I think that the social media has brought in so many people and they just all are striving to do the tricks that they're seeing and mm-hmm. if they don't have the influences like some of us were fortunate to have like me being born into it with my dad being so strict about etiquette then you know somebody's got to teach them it's not like they're just going to figure it out well see that's the main thing right like like you're saying if you just retaliate like they're not going to learn from that you know yeah. like if you actually like before they even do something be like hey like i know it happens at a lot of spots like i'll be like hey you're at a right hand point break Always look to your left if you paddle for a wave, and if someone's on the left, pull out. Like I've seen big, signs like that too, yeah, like yeah, up yeah, at yeah. Pleasure Point and stuff, and but, it's awesome. When but they if have no that. one tells them, like if they're like, for instance, if they buy like a wave storm or something like that, right, and they're just jumping into it, like you said, social media, they want to surf, they see all this stuff, they buy cheap Costco board, all this stuff. Unless someone's there to tell them it, they're not going to learn. Like if all they are is getting yelled at, I mean, it's just like it's like yelling at a dog. Yeah. Like. The dog, you're just, the dog, all it knows is that you're yelling at it. It doesn't know what it's supposed to do just to get you to stop yelling at it. But if you tell them, like, hey, look, don't do that because X, Y, and Z, and then they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, I shouldn't do that kind of thing. Like, okay, yeah. kind of thing. I mean, I see it a lot. Like, I, I, 
I've lost friendships over people that have oh, totally. bad, have bad surf etiquette, and I've tried to explain to them. I'm like, hey, you don't show up at Topanga and back paddle these people, and they're like, why not? Like, well, and I'm like, okay, forget, it. I can't do this. Like, yeah. I can't. But like some of these younger kids, like you can't fault. Like I used to get really annoyed where I'm like, oh, okay, it's like the wave storm posse, like blah blah, and it is fucking annoying on a certain level. But the same token, one out of every one of those ten people probably is genuinely, genuinely wants to really, really surf. You know, what's funny is I'm teaching them back home a lot of the times, you know, like not all of them are going to end up trying to yeah. surf again. We're just teaching a lot of first timers. Yeah. But yeah, some of them are like, I'm hooked, I'm passionate about it, what do I do? One of the things I always tell them not to do is don't buy a wave storm, whatever yeah, you yeah. do. But um, anyways, like you got to think, the guys back in the 60s, they had, you know, the surf to themselves. They yeah. wanted their friends out there with them yeah. so that they weren't like, you know, all by themselves with the sharks out there. Yeah. Whereas now, you know. It's the world. There's only going to be more people. We keep having babies. The population's growing. So surfing's just going to get more and more crowded. And like I was talking about, communication is key. Like, that's all we really got going for us, you know? Like, I've got to a point where as I grew up, I had a, you know, a day where I was like, you know, I'm never going to fight again. That's my goal. I'm just going to communicate. I'm going to, you know, not, I'm going to use words and not get all, like, bent out of shape over something that's so minor in the big picture, you know? Like, yeah. like the person steals one wave from you out of the million you're going to catch in your life. Like, what's the big deal, really, you know? So breathing and letting it go has done a lot for me, just kind of learning how to, you know... My dad, he was always... He lived in that generation with Dogtown and that, where yeah. it was like, you know, he'd go to P.O.P. Pier, and he was just under the age where they were regulating those kids and all. So anyways, yeah, he had to go through it all. So, like, you know, as he got more respect in each spot, he would do it to people a little bit just kind of keeping them under control and so I grew up in that where it was like accepted but as I got older I was like you know what this doesn't feel good you go home at the end of the day you can't sleep and I'd rather just have a good time and enjoy myself and I won't even remember that wave that got stolen if I just let it go and catch the next wave you're like yeah whatever and so like a lot of people like back home everybody's just like damn Alabama looks crazy I would never want to surf that but I have a great time when I go there sometimes I'll even just go sit on the inside and hang out with some people learning or something and oh. give them some tips and yeah. try to keep them on a little bit of etiquette so I can catch some waves too oh. without you know getting run over by a wave storm but like yeah I mean that's probably one of the most crowded waves I've been to other than down in Byron Bay or up in Noosa Noosa just seems like <laughs> it is but it isn't I mean once you get that golden wave it's all worth it like there's so many days back home where I'm surfing alone and I only get like three waves anyways I'm so stoked I'm like yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go in on that but that's that's Malibu's the same thing right it's like like I had one of those days recently at Malibu like I was out there for two hours and I caught maybe five good waves but they were like five good, good yeah. Malibu <laughs> waves and I was like I remember like like coming out of the water I was like I'm not just good with this I'm like really good <laughs> I was like I can go home now and be totally yeah. happy and for me the safety factor is a big thing like at Honolulu Bay if I see somebody that's a bit out of place and it's a big day and they might get hurt from yeah. you know not knowing the etiquette or the safety paddling zones and where to jump off and that I'll go let them know, like, hey, you know, we got Flemings just down the way. It's a great wave. It's a little bit easier. And if that's too much, S-Turns is down the way from that. And, yeah. you know, there's, like, every level of wave. So it's good that if people just kind of educate each other. Like, some days in Malibu, yeah, it's an easy wave most of the time. But there shouldn't be beginners out there when it's overhead high. It's no, such no. a fast wave. Like, my first trip to Malibu, I was shocked. I was like, wow, this wave's a lot faster and steeper than oh, I thought yeah, it was. Yeah. I always seen videos and thought it was just this little playground that would be so easy. No. But yeah, that and Topanga and that, they're like, they can turn on. I've surfed it like J Bay before. Yeah, Topanga's, that's been my spot for like a while. Like, and it's kind of like, I go surf there when it's like, 
It's got juice to it, and it's, oh, it's well, fucking... You can get slammed in the pier of Malibu. I mean, yeah, no, like, you don't want to fuck around with that. No beginner spot in those days. So I think it's up to us, the people that have been in it longer than others, or, you know, seeing beginners or seeing people without etiquette, just to get along and talk to each other and, yeah. you know, have a little barbecue after. And, yeah, everybody can thrive off each other, and, you know, it all kind of sorts itself out. Everybody fits into the right part of the puzzle. And, huh. It's no, hard, you know, when everybody wants to surf one specific break because it's like the mecca, you know, like, oh, I want to go to Pipeline. It's like, no, you know, it's a little too crowded for me. Yeah. I think that I'll get hurt just trying to, like, paddle battle somebody. So even though I'm a goofy footer and I'd love to go in some bonsai barrels, I definitely have stayed away my whole life because, you know, I figure I just go right down the road and find some waves that are not as good, but... But they're still, like, so much great. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the other thing, like, is, like, my favorite thing about the North Shore is, like... Yeah, we talking about that. that like, like, you know, you surf all these other spots. The whole yeah, time I'm like, I'm there. like, dude, you just go no around. Crowds. Yeah, it's like, dude, like surfing like Freddy's or like, like VLAN's super crowded. Why don't you surf the break next to it where there's only three people? It's like not as good, but it's like, there's no one on it. And traveling's actually helped me too. Like, say a small town in Mexico, like Saladita or Sayulita. Yeah. People go down there and they find this wave and it's just a small fishing town at first. And then... You know, the life can be a little rough for some of those fishermen. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of survive off of what they're able to catch or trade and that. And then all of a sudden, these surfers come down with some surfboards and the kids start surfing. It turns into a surfing town. And I'm a little bit envious of some of the lifestyles these guys get to live now yeah. in these towns that have turned into, like, I know there's a lot of tourists and crowded breaks, but, I mean, the life that the locals are getting to live in those towns is worth it, you know? Like, they're all of a sudden seeing a new light. They aren't stuck in a fishing boat every day catching fish yeah. that they aren't even eating. They're just trading for else, you know, other things. And so yeah, so. it turned a lot like that. And it's growing quick right now. Like, it's in a pretty rough area right now. Like, you go just inland, and there's, like, opium fields and cartel. And just up the way at one of the best breaks in the area, there's full port going out to, like, China trading re- natural resources for, yeah. like, drug materials and stuff and i know it sounds a little bit far-fetched but really it's like that's part of what's going on in those areas and a lot of tourists are oblivious to that but yeah i always like to try to hang out with the locals and learn from them what's really going on what i can do to be safe what i can do to have a good time without getting anybody's way and stepping on any toes and that no that makes sense yeah i mean that's how you want to travel yeah Um, embrace the culture always yeah i mean i'll end it on this thing that i ask everybody and it pertains to travel if you could pick any wave that you've ever surfed to be like your favorite wave, which one would it be and why? <laughs> I don't know if I want to use the names at all, but no, I've mentioned Honolulu Bay a few times, and even though it's my backside, uh-huh. I mean that's the wave I wait all year for. And uh-huh. Yeah, there's a few waves nearby, but that's the mecca. Like that's what in Maui we're all waiting for that. So what yeah, as rare as it is, I would sit there for the rest of my life waiting for these swells, and I will be actually. I mean, it's better in the winter, right? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, definitely a winter spot. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a real particular swell to turn it on. Like, yeah. I've had friends over here trying to call me and ask, like, each swell, like, oh, is it good now? Is it good now? And they're sitting at home reading the numbers and the science of it to try to dial it in for a trip one day. They're like, and those numbers, like, hit, like, once every few years, it seems like, for those yeah, it's not gonna, it's not pictures consistent. that you see in the magazines, or I guess, on Instagram now. Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anybody you want to thank in closing? Shout out. I mean, definitely would love to thank Mike. You know, I've met you through him. Yeah. We met so many good people through him over here, and he's helped expand things. And before uh, to connect with Mike, I gotta thank Tommy Witt. He mm-hmm. was a huge help in that happening, and he's actually, you know, said things at times that we're just having fun. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll totally help connect you with this or that. And 
he's pulled through. I mean, I've been totally amazed that like everything he said came true. I was like, oh wow, thanks man. I really meant a lot for like a new friend that I made at the Mexi Log Fest yeah. a few years back. So yeah, as far as here in California, those two I love to thank. I mean, so many others, you know, that have been influences to me in California uh, would be Jimmy Gamboa, Devin Howard, uh, Joel Tudor. Those guys definitely take me under their wing at times and show me their local areas and let me stay at their places. And that's been a huge, uh, you know, impact in longboarding for me. Like it really opened my eyes to like what they've experienced in growing up in the surf scene. Right. So as far as Maui goes, the list goes on and on. I mean, Wayne O'Cocker and Maui Surfboards definitely was the first, one of the first guys hooking me up with boards. Neil Norris as well, Valley Isle Surfboards. Uh-huh. But all the influences out there, Jack Stars, who puts on our No Leash contest out there. So he's who got me hooked on longboard and let me get into this lifestyle. But, you know, we got Albert Jinks, Les Potts, Kalei Kalhane, um, like I was mentioned earlier, Tommy Suda, Carl Lisk, and I can't even think of them all right now is what's sad. I would love to mention so many people and just my friends as well, like seeing that they get to live it. Like uh, my little god brother, Zane Schweitzer, he's made his older brother and I a bit envious at times because he's gone around the world doing all types of water sports. He's been the waterman of the year the last couple of years. It inspires me to keep going on, you know, like definitely to like keep traveling and trying to experience every little part of it, you know. Like I'm not scared to jump on a foil or a windsurfer or any of that because of his influence and so that's definitely meant a lot to me always as well. His dad, Matt Schweitzer, and my dad, they are my biggest influences in it all, and surfing, dirt biking, you know. The whole thing. Being a waterman and just being in the ocean and enjoying it, enjoying the land as much as I can and trying to, you know, mix work and having fun. Yeah, awesome. Um, thanks for sitting down with us, and uh, hopefully see you out there. Yeah, right on. We'll get you to Maui soon. Thanks to Johnny for sitting down with us and talking to us about surfing in Hawaii and etiquette, you know, I think etiquette's something that technically it's, it's unwritten, but on another level, there's signs that say stuff about it. I think most of it really comes down to common sense. I know when I first started surfing, I didn't know any of this shit, I'll be honest, but on a certain level, I knew enough from skating that made sense. You know, if you skate someplace like the Brooklyn Banks back in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties, there's like 150 people sometimes, you know, and you learn the rotation and how to respect people and how to not get in each other's way for lack of a better reason. It's just dangerous, you know, especially with logging, like it's dangerous out there. You are, you are on some big ass boards and I've had some, you know, nine, six, 10 O boards come flying at my head. It's a little different if it's a short board, but at the same token, it's really important. I think people need to, you know, try to stick to it as much as possible. We do get into those moments where, well, he's, he or she is dropping in on me, so I'll drop in on them. You know, at the end of the day, that just like builds the cycle. And we all, look, I do it sometimes too. I get pissed off and then I realize it's just stupid. Just try to look out for each other and try talking. But enough of my talking. We're just gonna go get into some tracks and then we have some short takes. Peace.
in the heaven with them platinum tails, platinum sales. Believe it's all man-made shit. You know the stuff they whine about when their words are in print. And Big said it the best. More money, more problems. But no money at all will have your 38 revolving. Court cases pending. Stomach bending from charcoal. Almost lost my life, chased an after a fall goal. And the whole point of these words that came from the vet. It's hip-hop, I still love you. I ain't done with you yet. We gotta save you. Ready, ready, ready. Shit out clock wallabies. Brothers with their fists like oak swoop. Provokes doom, and you're also about to go broke soon. Mad current merchants, we nursed it. Bad gorillas feed us like Gantsy, they gon' kill us. Fleeing 90 in a night suit. G and white dudes hit the locks first. We made a right truth. Russian, Russian women via satellite are watching. I dare niggas say you wanna battle me. I crush him. Even blind girls rush next to Hammer and scream out, oh my gosh, get the camera. Yo, we frozen, lay on, about now we a day on. Ill niggas yelling, throw Rick and Ray on. Hydro, how did I blow, how did I flow, did I glow, let the niggas know. Yo, rap wars commencing, the kid scores the fence. I don't have to say a word and your bitch draws a drenched. Didn't say I was gonna murder the fella, but the ruler got some shit could stop a herd of gorillas. Stress with Hollywood hoes, acting up, back it up, what? It's sure what? Crawling in the cup, we leave major. Gems on with Tim's brims on, trying to lay you up. Laying in the day, we what? Next bull up, CEO with bank books full up. Even though it's over when this nigga Rolls Royce pull up. One of the baddest come, not into a Spanish song. Soft orange, Woolwich, Parker, and a Vanity. Severe teaspoon, scary money on the moon. Lamping with a big goon. Keep shit tight like a kid's room. Big bird in the driveway. Pull it out Friday. I'm live that way. I ride on the flyway. Olive Green thinking, ship sinking. Deep dish thinking. Big fish tank, wrist full of Franklin's. This yeah. is my yeah. leg. Sharks yeah. get money. 88 summary to Dungamaries. Rock Dungamaries. is nonsense. <laughs> Son says, I don't want this. Even this so so beat. I make monsters. Lady cops, steak, doops, pad, hood. Freeze, you're under arrest. You look mad. Hard and don't fret, retard who won't let the new sheriff center. What part you don't get? Rick and Ray are now restoring the passion, the fashion, the class. I went to work on your ass. Yo, we frozen, lay on. About now, we a day on. Ill niggas yelling, throw Rick and Ray on. Hydro, how did I blow? How did I flow? Did I glow? Let the niggas know. Yo, we frozen, lay on. About now, we a day on. Ill niggas yelling, throw Rick and Ray on. Hydro, how did I blow? How did I flow? Did I glow? Let the niggas know. I turn. 
step by step through the back window I crept silent as a mouse on the set while everybody in the house slept I disconnect the phones and the rest find a butcher knife cut the power lines to the lights now a nigga wild for the night I come like the living dead straight from the dirt back to Avengers own death on this earth ever hear a Jason then you know my work down to the basement the dog get it first I can't help myself my thoughts ain't my own the voices in my head just won't leave me alone murder 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 kill 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 pissing on the car seats flattening the wheel so there's no escape from the fate that awaits no one to witness the horror taking place yeah now I'm on my way up the stairs to the bedroom of my prey unaware heads will be hung from the chimney with care with hopes that the police soon will be here I'm a killer Kick the door, evict the four, yell out, it's a sticker, hit the floor. You fish cake niggas, stay lippin' off. Did your mama name you or Mrs. Pauls? Battle in session, what's up with it? I talk like I walk with a fucked up pivot. Niggas scream out, it's just us bitches. Don't shoot out the phone booth. I aim at your party, hit the wrong group. Happy birthday. Niggas done snap, running hunchback, ducking, brick walls get thumbtacked, so run laps before I body you, bust out the sides like karate shoes, doc, turn velcro when night falls, central park joggers wear bright clothes, Tybo five flows, lizard, centipede, snake, I'm a killer, I'm a killer, this is the sound of a cow. I walk on backs like Mr. Bentley After PPP stripped you empty Gather round for a rapid sound Fourth of July was three months ago Should've pat him down No one will fold both thumbs and eight fingers To square with Joe Young Tongue below one, spit dumb, moron For white boys to snowboard on So what you, what you, what you want? Shoe spearmint, gum, two double pump Two cannons, piece by piece Your school get dazed like G5G Murder, 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 kill, kill Kill, kill. Take nuts and screws out Ferris wheels. If you ain't missy, paying no bills. Body you in supermarket, no frills. Doc, hold my coat, I'm about to go low. Titanic MC, rock the boat, man. Tone deaf, rhyme, microphone, sex line. Next time, don't forget the tech nine step. Five digital, context is critical. Bomb threat these individuals that's on deck. So you the illest nigga in Nebraska. Hell nah, it's the master. Number 16, party crasher. Flex, I think too much. I drink too much. My crew don't really give two fucks about you ducks. We over here, shallin' butt. Spontaneous combust when I smoke a bag of dust. Ah, what a rush. Cigar be the Dutch. Method man and red man, Starsky and Hutch. I crush MCs. Can't trust niggas, niggas can't trust me. Trust me. I'm a killer. Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich. What? The Jiki Vons and Sugar Dons can't quit. What? Now pop the cork and steam the Vega and get lit. What? 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 
introducing Phantom of the dark Walk through my heaven With levitation from reefers Drenching defense and these seven Showboating with rugas Flash vines Belafonte digger Let's get forward this birth As we confiscate your figures Casting over brown Levitating jiki and dashikis The lahada car 54 Chasing diamond runners Headed ice band The big chiller diamond Convention Harlem buck strut Freezing world heights Hollywood Madam butterfly Let me in your house A pleasure From the knuckle swatch Shadow boxes Catching black eye blue I play the deep what? Sensations at the Monte Gras, we screaming Chiba. Fulfilling pleasures in my castles, blow the smoke out. The Goss of Vega substitutes when the Dutch is gone. The load don't stop, give me shouts, it's the season. Sartayas, two flayers for swerving no corners. We magnets to moolah, living with Charlie's angels on us. No smiling, we're sliding. That gets you caught up in the octa or dead if we're moving. It's just like that as we proceed. Saturday night special, better take it light. You Jaja, you're a Capitan. Quest to the coast, the key logo, wire the chain game. Keep it in. Is out for a year, sip the fountain blue, house of bamboo, paradise. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The cheeky vines and sugar dimes, can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, Nina Vega, and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The cheeky vines and sugar dimes, can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, Nina Vega, and get lit, what? 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 Falling sparrows through the seas, a black Caesar that convinced us silky days, satin nights, taking flight, Dino going, sweet sensation, Spanish flying with the lady scar face, bottoms up, sunshine, love potion number and we nine. And from the magic city, transcendent, sweeter on your aura, Fancini in London, relaxation in Bora Bora, got notion to bring it, sing it, never been my function, stoning, robbing, we heisting, merchandise and gunning, love it, leave it, but bless the war chief for his bison, get it, got it, the low will forever be nice and the sunny Chiba, he be sipping on my red duh. Uh. The you gracious, he be sipping on my red duh. Uh. We flip the try, stay draped in the satin vines. This coolie hijack pack from the sugar shack. Then what we do after we sip the armor red duh? Uh. We start the Harlem River quiver, dig it sweet daddy. Chopping the crimson blade, high Sierra serenade. Anatomy for seduction, be this yeah, ebony as junction. Exit the place with grace. Just the armor rather than bursting of clouds, it pours. Everything seems better on flats with love. We move. Only in the mess, it's slow, it's life, and we can't get enough yeah. of this. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The cheeky vines and sugar dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, Nina Vega, and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The cheeky vines and sugar dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, Nina Vega, and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is yeah, it, what? Gets 
it was earthquakes. Cause times is hard on the boulevard. So I bold guard and never get scarred. I'm guard, but it seems like I'm locked in hell. Looking over the edge, but the R never fell. A trip to slip, cause my nights got grip. Stand on my own two feet and come equipped. Any stage I'm seen on, a mic I fiend on. I stand alone and need nothing to lean on. Going for self with a long way to go. So much to say, but I still flow slow. I come correct and I won't look back. Cause it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Even the... in my room and escape from New York and return through the wound of the world as a thought, thinking how hard it was to be born, me being queen with no physical form, millions of cells with one destination to reach the best part of life's creation, nine months later, a job well done, make way, cause here I come, since I made it this far, can't stop now, there's a will and a way, and I got the know-how to be all I can be and more, and see all before I'm called to go back to the essence It's a lot to learn, so I study my lessons I thought the ghetto was the worst that can happen to me I'm glad I listened when my father was rapping to me Cause back in the days they lived in caves Exiled from the original man, astray away Now that's what I call hard times I'd rather be here to exercise the mind Then I take a thought around the world twice From knowledge to going back to knowledge precise Across the desert that's hot as the Arabian I'm the Asian, reaching for the city of Mecca, visit Medina. Visions of Nefertiti, then I seen her. Mind keeps traveling, I'll be back after. I stop and think about the brothers and sisters in Africa. Return the thoughts through the eye of a needle. For miles I fought and I just bought the people. Under the dark skies, on the dark side. Not only there, but right here's an apartheid. So now is the time for us to react. Take a trip through the mind and when you get back, understand your third eye, seen all of that. It ain't where you're from, it's where you're at, even the...
Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 40. Hope you guys been digging the tracks. Hope you guys dug the interview. This week, I really try to put some newer stuff in there. You know, not I'm not going to put no Kendrick Lamar. I'm sorry for you people out there. I think he's... Honestly, if Kendrick Lamar existed in the golden era of hip-hop, he wouldn't even have had a guest verse on a Fat Joe track. Like, honestly, he's not fucking good. But because everything is relative, I guess, you know, people think he's good. Uh, I'm not going to say he's horrible. I'm just saying mm, he wouldn't have even made a guest verse on a Fat Joe track back in the day. But anyway, there's some stuff that came out in the early 2000s that I think is interesting. Some of, like, the older guard that put out new music. Some of it's newer people. So I've tried to put that in this episode. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our new store, bodegabordercrewstore.com, where you can find t-shirts, koozies, stickers, stuff we're doing with other people, stuff we're doing by ourselves. We'll be posting more and more merch as time goes on and our new collection is available. Also, make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com as well as the full episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. And here's a couple of things we're talking about this week on our short takes. The first short take I want to talk about this week is the fact that Matson 2 are redoing A Love Supreme. Now, A Love Supreme is my favorite jazz album of all time. John Coltrane did this in 1964 with McCoy Tyner and a bunch of other people, and it was done basically in one day. And to think that something like this was recorded in one day is unbelievable to me. It's an amazing, amazing album. I think everyone should own it. A little backstory for people in this whole like ride everything surfing movement, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is that A Love Supreme was actually the first film project that Thomas Campbell ever did. And it was a Supreme skate video back in the 90s. And they used the entire album as the soundtrack which is pretty amazing. You can find it on Vimeo. I've linked it before, but that's a little backstory. Anyway, Matt's in two, two brothers who play this kind of, I don't know what you would call it, nouveau jazz or whatever the hell you want to call it. They're influenced by jazz artists. They're influ influenced by bands like the Smiths, by punk rock. I've seen them a couple of times. I think they're amazing. I was really excited to hear that they were do redoing this album because I love their music, but also this is one of my favorite jazz albums ever. And I'm always curious to see when someone I dig redoes some kind of album or does a cover or something like that. And they posted, I guess it was maybe two months ago that they were redoing it and they were doing a tour and all that. So we have a link to their Bandcamp page talking about it where they also just released a new video for the main song and they have tour dates. So I suggest you pre-order the album I suggest you check out the video. I suggest if they're touring in your area to go see them. If you don't see them for this, see them for something else. They're amazing, but seeing them perform this, I, I'm really excited about. I think I'm gonna go to two tour dates. So check out the link and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. The second short take I wanna talk about is this film called Getting Away With Reality, which is a video that Sean Keeney put out about a little Central Coast road trip converging at Poinsettia Skate Park. Uh, with Tommy Witt and a bunch of other people. I love this video because it shows a lot of these Central Coast breaks that you don't really get to see. And it's amazing the contrast in the film itself because it ends at really busy Malibu with Joel and Sean Tully and Tosh and a bunch of other people surfing. And 
you see that contrast, which I think is really cool. I also love it because I love anything that's going to combine surfing and skating together, especially when it's just like about style. You know, all the skating's about style, all the surfing's about style. It's not about getting aggro or anything like that. It's really just like about enjoying the flow and the movement and stuff like that. And and sometimes, you know, it's funny. Years ago when I really, really skated, I the thought of just flowing around the park was just disgusted me. Like I was just kind of like, this is bullshit. Like, why am I going to do that? And then I remember working at a skate park, uh, Owl's Head Skate Park in Brooklyn, New York, with Andy Kessler, rest in peace, um, and, a and Dan Pencil and a bunch of other people where I just started kind of riding around the park, like just, you know, barely doing grinds and stuff like that. And it was so much fun. And seeing these guys like skate these snake runs having a great time really shows me what it's really about it's just like having a good time and all the surfing's amazing uh the footage they have of joel is really great because joel has been killing first point malibu this summer i've well i'll rephrase that joel and tosh have been killing it tosh has had some amazing sessions there i've been privileged enough to be part of some of those sessions and we've had a lot of fun out there so it's great to see this footage of him surfing uh in this crazy crowd and the film itself is really amazing it's really well put together you know it's definitely a lot different than the kind of work that i'm aspiring to do but it's the kind of work i enjoy watching so we have a link to it make sure to check it out the last short take I have this week has to do with the fact that the duct tape invitational is back at the US Open. I know there's a year or so that it wasn't there, uh, some conflicts, we talked about it. And I think it's great that it's back. The other thing is, I think it's amazing that Joel's doing an all female duct tape invitational. And he has people like Erin Ashley, Clea Moniz, Maylee Saley, Michaela Smith, uh, Ashley Lloyd. Cassia Medor, a whole bunch of other people. Honolulu Bloomfield's there. I think they have like an amazing stacked group of women that are really representational of what is going on in logging from all angles. I think they cover all the angles, which is really cool to see. I'm really excited about it. I'm glad that Joel put this together. Some people are saying, you know, this is a response in a lot of ways to what happened at the Relic, the fact that there was no female logger division, which made no fucking sense to me. I'm sorry, guys. That was just like, it does not make any sense to me. And response or not, I think Joel's just doing the right thing. I think Joel's doing what's coming from his heart. And when I spoke to him about it, it was just genuinely what he wanted to get be behind. It's great, again, giving some money to the women, giving some money to sport. The wave's going to suck. We all know, like, Huntington just in general in the summer is just garbage. I don't even know why they have the U.S. Open there. I mean, I know why Vance makes a shitload of money. But in general, it's the wave's not that great. And I've seen one of the duct tape invitationals go down there. But I think it's going to be a really fun event. If you can, come out and see it. We post a link to the schedule and to the page. I'm going to probably be there on Friday. Maybe on Saturday. I might go down with my family. But anyway, check out the link. Make sure you support the Duct Tape Invitational any way you can. Repost it uh, on social media or just attend and cheer them on and have a great time. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks, Johnny, for sitting down with us. I also want to thank everyone who's come out to the two Lucy showings. Um, just to give you guys an update, we're going to be releasing it online, I believe, at the end of August. And everyone's going to be able to watch it. And we're going to have a Kickstarter page to try and fund the full length that we're putting together. We've been 
filming for it uh, and we have a treatment concept for the whole thing some sponsors are talking to us about jumping on board and i really appreciate that but i think we're going to need some more money to make it happen so i'm going to be looking out to you guys to hopefully support it i think what we're going to do is produce some merch posters t-shirts some other stuff uh maybe have some premiere packages where you get lessons with uh, some of the people in the movie, etc., to raise money for it because making these surf films is really not cheap. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. There's a lot of investment. They don't sell on DVD like they used to anymore, so you don't make your money back. So there's no point in really leveraging credit card debt, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, this project is really a labor of love for Ryan from LogRap and myself. And from what we've seen already, people are very responsive to it. You know, some of the comments that Joel and Mike and Erin and some of the other people involved have given me are exactly the comments that we wanted, which is, you know, they were saying it was too short. And that's great because this is only a taste of what we're doing. You know, we're looking to make a 30, 40 minute full length video that we don't think it's going to change surfing. I mean, that's really arrogant to say. But we're trying to capture everything that's going on in the log movement from our perspective, from some of the elder statesmen to some of the mill ground people and to some of the younger class that's coming in and really invigorating this whole scene. So I want to thank everybody who was involved with it. I want to thank Ryan uh, from LogRap for doing these events. I want to thank everybody who's come to the events. You know, I want to thank Nicaragua Craft Beer. I want to thank Latter Days Coffee for sponsoring the events. Uh, and that's about it. The other thing I want to bring up is, you know, we've heard that there's been a lot of thefts over at Malibu recently. Board bags, boards, etc. I think there's a special place in hell for people who steal boards and surfboard equipment in general. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with it. Like, this community is not that huge. You know, you can't just take a, a board and like spray paint it and sell it. I mean, this is not some shitty BMX bike in the 80s. You know, these are boards that people really connected to. And thanks to social media, the board gets out really quick. You know, I remember someone quote unquote picked up a board that Devin sold to someone and then returned it kindly once social media was unleashed on him. You know, it's just dumb like don't fucking do it like there's no reason to do it like you can't sell it you're not gonna be able to ride it like what are you gonna do sit on it for like two years and then all of a sudden pop out with it like is that really worth it like there's no logic to it to me like i just don't understand it like it's something that i can't even wrap my head around like why you would do it so please just stop doing it everywhere every surf spot the other thing too is you know everybody is so amazing at making people aware of when this happens and i want to thank you guys for everybody that you guys do that you know when a board gets stolen everybody reposts on instagram like blah 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 that's the power of our community if you will and especially when it's our community is enabled with social media we can do good things we don't have to just shit on each other we can actually like recover boards and we could help people out so anyway that's that and i think the other thing i actually want to talk about which i forgot is that I want to talk about the fact that we have these new t-shirts uh, that will be up on bodegabordercruisestore.com. By the time this episode comes out, they'll be up there. We'll have the link in our bio for the shirts. We have some new stuff coming out. We're slowly releasing the collection that we've been working on. 
Uh, right now it's t-shirts. There's going to be surf wax. There's going to be hats. There's going to be some desktop accessories that if you heard me talk about it on another podcast, um, that's going to come out. That's more of like a kind of souvenir item that I've been working on. But anyway, we're making a bunch of stuff and I hope you guys dig it. But with that, I'm going to leave you with our final words, which are, there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there, have fun, talk to each other, try not to drop in on each other. I know what happens. I mean, Jesus, Malibu now is like fucking insane. Like it's insane. Um, I've ha- I have the drop-ins all the time. I try to avoid it as, as much as possible. It happens. But if you just communicate and you're chill about it, or if, hey, sometimes people want are cool with taking waves together. I honestly have a general rule of thumb. If you look like you know what you're surfing and you're at least my board length in front of me, I really could care less. I could really could care less as, lo- as long as you don't collapse the wave on me. But anyway, go out there, have some fun, and I'll check you out next time. Peace!
sound is so much body.